This is a Locker Room Production. Everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Locker Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, that was kind of insulting, honestly. Uh, the fact that they're capable of a game like this, blow out the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, just uh, kind of manhandle them, defend well, get good goaltending, scores, score, all that stuff. Um, kind of insulting that they put an effort together like this after. Uh, they get eliminated after everything doesn't matter. Now they're just screwing up their draft pick. Now that first-round draft pick is worthless, honestly. I don't care who they take. I just want them to trade the pick. But, you know, a lower pick is better than a higher pick. That's just – it is. Uh, but, you know, whatever. This is who they are. Uh, they're a team of underachievers. And now that all the pressure's off, uh, they can go out and play well. It's It's really not all that surprising. You lose three in a row to the New Jersey Devils. Now you know there's not a soul watching. It's probably the 20 people in this room right now are the only people who watch the fucking game. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's who this team is. A lot of losers in that locker room. A lot of guys that don't need to be back. Kind of disappointing to hear Dave Scott, uh, you know, wake up from his coma and say he doesn't think major changes are needed after the most embarrassing season I can remember. Like, in years, in years, uh, it, you have to go back to the pre-Lindros 90s to find a team this embarrassing. I mean, what was it, the 06-07 team that only won 22 games? There were reasons for it. Like, you lose you lose Peter Forsberg for a lot of the season. A bunch of your guys get old. Uh, it was a poorly constructed roster with a lot of older defensemen who couldn't keep up in the new league. And then you, you know, after that season, you bounce back and, and turn things around with a lot of really smart moves. This one, I mean, no redeeming qualities. They, it's not like they traded uh, and not like they brought in any big uh, assets at the deadline that they can flip for something else. It was just kind of a waste of a season. So uh, this game tonight, that's all well and good that they won. It's cool to beat the Penguins. I like it. But, I mean embarrassing all around to even to even think of trying hard now that the shit's over with like it's not just showing oh we're you know we're not quitting till the end like why why not why shouldn't you quit till like why shouldn't you quit now you look like shit for weeks but you know whatever let's just get to the speaker requests i know people probably have a lot to say let's lead things off with warren brody warren you're live on the post game yeah, I just want to say congratulations to Alex Lyon. It was good to see a guy that's been sitting on the taxi squad while our other goalies have been uh, a disaster. And uh, he put a very entertaining game tonight by, by the goalie, and congratulations. The other thing is Dave Scott is such a loser, and it's Cliff Fletcher is a coward. He, you know, Adam, Cliff is in hiding again, apparently, and Dave threw the coach under the bus and the goaltending under the bus in the article. If he didn't notice, uh, you know, so we'll see what his man uh, Chuck can do. Uh, you know, he gave him uh, he's got to get a goalie, a defenseman and a, and a scoring some scorers. I, I'm, you know, you're going to have to move a lot of money to get that done. 
Yeah, yeah. and like, sure, sure, they need a they need they absolutely need to upgrade the goalie position. I don't know how much they need to spend there, but like, if he looks at this team and says they need a, a, a top end scorer and they need a defenseman, like they need the best defenseman in the league and one of the best forwards in the league. Phil, like, if Phil, you're only if you think you only need two guys, it's like superstars. Bill, don't you think they need toughness? Don't you think they, they need more depth? I mean, they need seven to ten players. They do, and seven to ten's a lot. Like that's most of your roster. I just think like they need a. Uh, they they absolutely need a culture change. They need something that will toughen this team up, make them more resilient. Uh, when things when one thing goes wrong, they can't let nine thing go nine things go wrong. Like just because like even tonight, a game they win, a game they play pretty well. Joel Farabee gets called for a dumb penalty. You know, kill the penalty. Like don't just get down because Joel Farabee like got called for a stupid call. Kill the penalty. Do make something happen off of it. And like again, they won seven two. It's just an example of like every time one thing goes wrong, seven things go wrong for this team, and that speaks right to their toughness. There need to be major changes with this team. All right, thanks a lot, Warren. Uh, Ian Ackerman, Ian, you are live on the post game. Ian, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Ah, there you are. Yep. Hey, sorry about that. Um, I didn't watch the game tonight. Uh, I listened to most of it. And um, although I won't complain about us blowing out the Penguins and beating them pretty handedly, but, man, where the hell was this when we were, you know, playing against the Rangers, getting thumped 9 nothing, or at least showing some heart against the Devils where we lost three games to them recently? Just maddening. Yeah, that's like they play four games in a row against the Devils and never hold a lead. Like, they win one uh, in the shootout, but other than that, like, they, they get killed three in a row against the Devils, and you're right. Like, they, blowing out the Penguins, at least they did it against the Penguins. If they, mm-hmm. did this to, if they did this to any other team, I'd actually be mad. But, like, seeing Crosby and Latang and Malkin lose, that feels good, even if, like, they're going on to the playoffs and we are not. Uh, at least you get some of that satisfaction, but just right. the fact that they're capable of something like this, it, it, it's it's so frustrating because it's exactly why we're mad at them. We know they haven't been this bad all year. Like, they're not as bad as they've been playing, and yet it takes until now for it to come together. Right. Like you were saying, like, now that the pressure's off, it's just like, oh, okay, you know, well, you know, let's go out and do the damn thing. Well, it's just like, good God. And, like, from what it sounded like, Coatsy was saying that uh, TK was buzzing all night. And uh, I believe, I think he had a goal. I got to check the box score. But, um, man, like, again, like, could have used this a lot earlier in the season from him especially. Yeah, TK had a couple of assists, a really nice one on the Giroux goal. Uh, he had, like, seven or eight shots on that. He, he was all over the place. And he's one of those guys that, Absolutely. Like, first and foremost, the goaltending letting them down the way it did is the reason this season got as ugly as it did. Yeah. Like when, you, when you have the worst five-on-five save percentage on record on NHL.com, like, you're probably not going to win very many games. Oh, my but God. Right behi- right, yeah, right behind the goaltending, like, disappointing, shitty seasons from guys like Travis Konechny are exactly the reason we're in the position we're in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think tomorrow will be the last game I get to watch this season because I'm out of state. And uh, I think it's on NBC Sportsnet. So I'm going to put some beers in the fridge and hopefully watch the game they win again. But they probably spent all their goals for the rest of the year tonight. But 
We'll see. All right. Enjoy yourself tomorrow, Ann. Right. It's been a long season for all of us. I don't care what that number of 56 games says. This has been a seven-year season. Uh, let's go to Mr. 69. 60, you're live. Hey, Bill. I had to take a couple nights off considering this team took half the season off. Oh, I feel um, Yeah, so first things first, if anyone ever mentions Nolan Patrick's name again, they need to then go back and look at the stats and realize that Somehow, in 48 games, he has nine points, and Eric Gustafson, in 24 games, has 10 points. <laughs> if I, I mean, the, if he's I, so bad. If I hear he has potential as the excuse one more fucking time, it, it's literally all I want to say is like, oh, Mitch Trubisky has potential. You know who else has potential? Like, you can just re- bring up any random prospect or some guy that was good at any point in the past, like, oh, well, he still has potential. He sucks. He is an absolute bust. I hope he, like, shoves it up my hoop next season, comes out and scores, like, 50 points. But, like, this is just brutal to watch. He he needs to start in the AHL next year. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, uh, listen, again, we, we're all Flyers fans. It's not like we want the guy to suck. But name one thing he's good at. Like, what have you ever seen Nolan Patrick do And they're like, Okay, that's it. Like, he looks pretty good in shootouts. I'll give him that. He looks pretty good in shootouts when there's no defense and he just gets to take his time and pick a spot. He's pretty good at that. Beyond it, I mean, what what has he shown you consistently in his career, even when he was healthy-ish, like in the first two years? What has he shown you consistently, like more than two games in a row? Anything? Nothing. But so I guess Dave Scott today with the uh, typical – bullshit uh corporate uh oh yeah we're we're doing this or we're gonna do that next year i i I honestly don't trust him or anyone that's in charge of this team um i mean if you guys want to start a protest on buying tickets (laughs) or anything next season if shit starts to go sideways uh i think that would be a great idea i uh and thanks a lot 60 uh listen i i never want to tell anyone like don't go don't spend your money any of that because it's your money and people enjoy hockey. I get it. Uh, but goddamn, it is going to take so much. Uh, maybe they're capable of it. This front office, maybe they come out and shock the hell out of me this summer uh, and make all the moves like 06, 07, bring in a high price, uh, big name free agent, make some savvy trades, really, cha- really shake up this roster and bring in the talent and personality that it needs to compete be back at the level we thought it was going to be uh, this season and, you know, uh, before the COVID break last season. But, God damn, I have so little faith that they're going to be able to do it. And for me to be excited, for me to tell people, like, yeah, buy them tickets, get in that building. This is going to be the place to be next fall uh, into the spring. Like, it's – I can't envision a scenario where we're doing our season preview episode next year uh, or, you know, this uh, this September, whenever it is. And I'm saying, oh, no, compete for the division, conference final, like should get to the, you know, that's like what I've said the last two years, what I've expected from them. My expectations are going to be rock bottom loan and not even not even like last place. I'm just saying they'll probably get into the playoffs and lose after a round or two because that's who this team has proven to be. Uh, that's who this team is. And until they make the changes and until they show me on the ice that they're a different team, 
How am I supposed to believe anything different than they are exactly what they've shown us? And it is a swimming in mediocrity uh, organization, top to bottom, uh, accepting of the bare minimum. Oh, we won a playoff round last year. Big fucking deal. You won a playoff round for the first time since 2012. And that round you won in 2012 was like barely hockey. It was entertaining as shit. It was a lot of fun. I celebrated the hell out of it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Excuse me. But looking back, it's not like there was hockey. Play. They lost a game like 10-3 in that series. like, And they won the series. That's that's not hockey. That's some other game. That's something else. That's like... That's fake. So it's been even longer than that since they were serious contenders. Like, how am I supposed to believe this team is going to be anything other than it's been unless some major moves are made uh, over the next over the next few months going into this offseason, going into next season? Doesn't look like we have any other speaker requests yet. Uh, so I'm going to read some of the uh, I'm going to read some of the comments here. Let's see. Uh, Ian Ackerman says, repeat performance tomorrow would be nice. Uh, honestly, if they just hit the over, I don't care who wins or loses Flyers games at this point. It probably behooves them to lose, but you know, they're division games. It's hard to watch division teams win, but I want to keep, I want to see them keep hitting these overs because uh, four games left. Stretch drive here. Let's, let's finish strong. Keep hitting these overs. Zach Boyle says Malkin has the most punchable face I've ever seen. It really, like, him be even more so than Crosby. Beating the Penguins and therefore Malkin being unhappy makes even the frustration of, you know, winning now that the season's over kind of worth it just because he is so just hateable. Uh, Alex Gold, Alex Gold, you are live on the post game. Hey there, Bill, can you hear? I can hear you. How's it going? Awesome. Hey, well, you know, went over the Penguins is always a good day. It um, is. It makes things a little easier since it's the Penguins. Yeah. Well, th- this season's kind of a wash, and there's really nothing to, like, digest or dissect. Like, if they win or lose a game, doesn't really matter to me as far as I'm concerned. I'm more looking towards, like, next season and, you know, what the team really needs. And... Personally, I think, like you've said on BSH a bunch of times, they need basically just a top pair defenseman, you know, those things that grow on trees, and uh, something else. I think they just need an assistant coach shakeup because those special teams are. Oh, that, that just terrible. has to happen. Like, that's not even, at this point, it's not, not even a change to me because it just has to happen. Like, it's like. Yeah. If they come back with with the same assistant coaches, and I'm including the goalie coach here, like that's just a failure at an organizational level. Exactly, exactly. They got to. I don't. I'm not holding my breath to it. It doesn't seem like the front office really cares, and we've kind of talked about that in the in the past too, where you know nothing happens unless management wants it to happen, and I don't think management really cares as long as people show up. So they're people are showing up they don't really give a damn but it would be nice if they went out and at least tried to get some sort of first pair defenseman because honestly Provorov doesn't have it and Sam Hyman and Myers are maybe you know three and four at best um I don't know that that's odd I'm not really it's not 
concentrating on this year. I'm kind of seeing what next year holds. Oh no, and that's well, we we rarely even talk about the games anymore on these. Thanks a lot, Alex. It is uh, it is so much just about next year because, uh, yeah, you, you said it, it, it. This year's a wash. Uh, it, that's the things they need. Like, yeah, maybe they just do need one defenseman, but that defenseman has to be like a legitimate number one. I'm not saying. I mean, most of those guys do end up in the, in the Hall of Fame, but like Chris Pronger. Like, comparing anybody to Chris Pronger to me, like, he is he is Lidstrom and or-level defenseman to me. Uh, so, going out and saying, oh, we just need to go get a Chris Pronger, maybe not that level, but, uh, man, maybe Pronger's level at that time, like a true number one. Maybe Provorov is – I do think Provorov is better than what he's playing this year, but I think we have enough sample size now to know he's not great. He's not that guy. He can handle the minutes, and he can be good, and that's something really important to have alongside a number one. Having someone who can play with that guy will be huge, and Provorov will be valuable in that way. But I just don't see any way we can um, we can go into next year with Ivan Provorov being the clear-cut number one defenseman of this team. We know he just doesn't have that. Uh, he's good. I-, I think he's way better than he played this year, but he's not – uh, you know, you need a 1C, a 1D, and a 1G to win a cup, and I don't think he's that 1D. Uh, Jeff Walberg. Jeff, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How's it going? Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, good, actually. You know what? I got to say, uh, he, everything you're saying is right about the, you know, shakeup, and it's been a miserable season, but I just actually really enjoyed watching this one and just watching him put it. It's just been so long since I've seen pucks go in the other teams and that. And it's just an immediate jolt of, like, adrenaline. So I, I enjoyed that, I got to say. Um, but I, I wanted to say also, I over the uh, weekend, I kind of came to made, – I made peace with the season, and I'll tell you why. Um, I came across this interview of the, of the uh, Vegas Knights goalie on um, YouTube, and he was talking about how pissed off he was about the fact that they – they promised him apparently that if he took a vaccine, they were going to change the rules so he could like, you know, they, they, the people who took the vaccine could go out and like do things. And it sounds like it was a miscommunication with him and his team and the NHL and whatever. But he, he said something that was really enlightening, which is like essentially unlike everybody else, these players have been doing absolutely nothing but playing hockey and going to a hotel room. And the ones with the families have had the luxury of being able to like interact with other people. So if you look at how young our team is and like how many of them don't really have the families and don't have that outlet, I, I kind of get how we fell into that huge slump because it's like, you, you know, you're just asking and, you know, being totally upset and you, you don't have any outlet. And it's like all those players, all the young guys, heart, uh, our entire defensive core had no outlet like all of us enjoyed so i'm actually like i've come to peace with them not making the playoffs and just like kind of happy for them to just get the season over with go back enjoy time with your families back to real life and maybe you know with a reset next season we can go back to being talking about you know potentially becoming a contender or pushing for at least a good playoff run so i just wanted to share that some some optimism yeah, yeah, definitely. And thanks, Jeff. I appreciate that perspective. I saw or heard or something. I definitely read pieces of that interview, heard bits of it. 
throughout the last couple of weeks. I think it was a weekend or two ago that uh, that interview took place. And uh, it definitely did. That was the first thing I thought of. Like, yes, th- that that must have weighed on the Flyers some. And it definitely contributed to how ugly things got. Uh, things got so bad that it's not all one thing. But I do think just um, the inability of the young guys, the inability of anybody to, to, to live their normal life uh, during this time period uh, did absolutely hurt the team. However, like it's, those are the rules for the whole league, and there are still good teams in this league. Like, you know, Vegas, whether it's Laner or Flurry, I don't remember, but like both of those goalies are having very good seasons and that team is like pushing for the president's trophy. So as bad as it sucked for them, they were able to overcome that. And it's, I'm not willing to just say, let's run it back and hope that, you know, the COVID restrictions and everything were the reason for this. Let's just hope that's not it. Because if there's more to it, that is then another wasted year. They need to increase the amount of talent on this team. Let us not forget, yes, last year was a lot of fun. They had more success than they've had in a long time. They only won one playoff round. They did not go to the conference final. They did not go to the Stanley Cup. They sure as shit did not win the Stanley Cup. They won a playoff round. Clearly, the team is not good enough to contend for a championship or they would be contending for a championship. So uh, I, I fully appreciate that perspective. And I do think there's more than just a little bit to it in terms of this season, just kind of fucked some players bad uh, COVID restrictions and like this schedule. I, I do think the schedule contributed to the flyers goalie issues. Like I've said so many times, like Carter Hart just needed a reset and he couldn't get it. Brian Elliott just needs to not play that much. And he couldn't get it because they had to play 40 games in 71 days after they came back from their COVID break. There's no time to hit reset. There's no time to give a guy a break. And that contributed to how badly the goaltending snowballed for this team. And like Travis Schenectady, he's one of the guys who uh, was in the protocol. And I don't think it's a, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say he was affected in some way uh, because he hasn't looked good until the last week or two uh, since coming back from that. So there's a lot more to it, but I do think, you know, the COVID protocols and everything absolutely contributed to this disappointing season. But the fact that they let it get so out of hand and they were so bad, um, how can you how can you say it's just that? You know, there's there's got to be... Uh, there's got to be more to it. And because of that, they need to improve the overall talent on this team. And this locker room needs a shakeup because, goddamn, they can't do this again. Uh, 60's back. How's it going? going? Bill, do you have me? I do, me? yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, I figured I'd, I forgot to tell you about this earlier. But um, since you gave us the uh, overs in the Flyers game um, for this whole season – I've been on the uh, Vegas Golden Knights goal in the first 10 minutes. It's been 19 and two in the past 21 games. Damn. Okay. That's another one to look out for. If you're uh, looking to put a couple uh, pennies on that. 
All right, I like that. I like that. Thanks a lot. That's uh, that's that's some that's some actionable info for all of our listeners out there. Uh, Golden Knights in the uh, goal in the first ten minutes. A couple of games left to cash in on that. Let's read some more comments before we wrap it up tonight. Uh, let's see. Cole Caulfield is another game winner in OT. Chuck passed on him twice. Never forget. Yeah, they uh, they traded down with Arizona, and then Cam York was still there, and they took Cam York over Cole Caulfield and. Hey, Cam, or Cole, or Jesus, Cam York, he might be something, but it looks like Cole is uh, is what was promised in terms of goal scoring, in terms of electric play. So, you know, it might be another mistake on the old Chuck Fletcher, under the old Chuck Fletcher watch, but, uh, you know, we haven't seen Cam yet, and he's had some bad luck with uh, injuries and the Phantom schedule and everything, so we haven't got a chance to really get a look at him. Maybe Cam York is going to be something special. It's not like I want to write him off, but goddamn, Cole Caulfield, you know, we're talking about needing another scorer. It'd be nice if he was that other scorer. Uh, let's see here. Could have used Alex Lyon more from Warren Brody. I mean, I guess they could have, but like, he was nice tonight, but he's he's not an NHL caliber goaltender. Like, yeah, he looked okay tonight. He looked like absolute trash in the other games. Like, and not just getting his feet wet, he looked like he didn't know where the net was. Like, how many times in the previous couple of games that Alex Lyon started, did you just see him start sliding and going, hey, kid, where are you going? Where are you going, kid? Because I said it like 10 times each game. He he just, I, he's not good enough. If you're going in, if, if Alex Lyon is your backup plan, you're already fucked. And I wish that kid success. I think he's going to have a nice career in the AHL, being like a Neil Little type um, guy who can, be the anchor of a, a team's, you know, minor league organization and net. Uh, it's really hard to, we, we've seen it. It's really hard to judge anything else if your goaltending is terrible. And I think he gives the Phantoms or whoever in the AHL uh, the opportunity to be able to judge the players in front of him because he's he's steady enough at that level. But in terms of the National Hockey League, I don't I don't think he has it. He's been around a long time. And the Flyers haven't had a good goalie in all that time. If if he was something, we would have seen it by now. I just don't think he is. Uh, Jeff uh, says, Elliot is a vet. Running out of time, though. Lion has good games, but he won't show up regularly. Yeah, Elliot was Elliot's in a situation where, in a normal schedule, if he can play 30, 35 games, that's fine. When you need him to play half the games, and like 30, 35, I'm talking about in an 82-game schedule, when you need him to play half the games like you did this year, he can't do it. He's 36, and he's been a tandem goalie for a long time. They need to invest in the goalie position. I don't think they need to go out and get, like, a stud goaltender because I do believe Carter Hart will bounce back. But, goddamn, they need someone else who can take over for periods of time. If, if Carter Hart goes in the slumps, they need someone capable of playing in a tandem role if it's kind of just a 50-50 season and you need to split the starts. And if if Carter Hart breaks out and becomes the goalie we think he's going to become, that's one of them good problems. Then when he doesn't start on those random nights, you have someone who can actually play a little bit. Like, that would be nice too. Uh, and I just don't – you can't trust Brian Elliott in that role anymore because of the miles he has on him and his age. It's just uh, – it's just the way it is. Uh, Jeff says Hart will be a wall next year. Very well could be. Or 
he doesn't show anything in terms of being a franchise netminder until he's 26 years old, which is very much a possibility for an NHL goalie. Like, this could be a long building process to get Carter Hart where he needs to be. They can't just come into next year again the way they can't just chalk up, eh, you know, we don't really need to make major changes. It was COVID. That's what screwed our season. That might be, but you can't waste this time. You can't waste the little bit of time you have left with Claude Giroux. You can't waste these final prime years of Sean Couturier where he's making $4.3 million. Like, you need to act as if it's time to put this team over the top because we don't have enough right now. And if you do have enough, then guess what? You're actually really good because you made the changes you needed to make and improve the team that was already pretty good. So I just... uh, you know, I want to. I want to say Hart will be awesome next year, but I can't depend on it. I can't come into the season saying, "Oh yeah, twenty-three-year-old Carter Hart, he's going to be awesome. He's going to be the man." He, he, you know, I don't know that. I, I thought, I thought seeing when I saw it a Carter Hart last year was enough to uh, to tell me he was it. But it's not an escalator. It's it, development isn't linear. This team needs a. This team needs more, and they need more from their goaltending position. Uh, Hart has an expiring contract. Will they get him at a low AAV? Yeah, I mean, they have to. He was the worst goalie in the league this year. Um, Now, I'm sure because they believe him to be the goalie of the future, maybe he gets a little bit more, but he's a restricted free agent who I don't think he has. He's coming off his ELC, right? So it's not like he even has... Let me check something real quick here. I don't believe he even has the uh, – I don't need to see your ad. Come on, Cap Friendly. You know I love you. No, he doesn't even have a – the hell is it? You know what I'm talking about. The negotiating rights. The uh, When they have the independent – arbitration rights. That's the word. I was going to be like, when they have the independent arbiter, yeah, arbitration. So he's not um, he's not going to get like a big contract or anything in negotiations. It's just kind of be going to be a continuation, a little bit of a bump. Maybe he gets a million, million and a half, something like that. But I don't see him getting a big raise whatsoever, especially after he just had like legitimately the worst season in the league. Uh, let's look. How bad was he actually? Check out the old NHL.com. For basic stats, NHL.com is excellent. I don't care what anybody says. Um, certain things, they're not the best, but let's see here. Let's say 10 games played as a minimum. Get stats. Save percentage. Marcus Hoberg uh, played 14 games and had an 876 goal uh, save percentage. Carter Hart is second worst with uh, 25 starts, 27 games played, and he has an 8.77 save percentage. And his 3.67 goals against average is. No, no, wrong direction. Also second worst behind Marcus Hogberg. So, other than Marcus Hogberg, who started 10 games and played in 14 games total, Carter Hart was the worst goalie. In the league, uh, it's not like he's getting any sort of uh, it's not like he's getting any sort of major major bump here. Um, 
you know, maybe his play earns it. Maybe he won't want a, a, a two or three year deal. And he only wants a one year deal because he was so bad. Uh, he thinks he can turn that around. And so they only get that little discount for a year. Uh, Charlie and I, all of us on Broad Street Hockey have said multiple times, like, maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world for the Flyers, uh, just because they won't have a huge cap number tied up in Carter Hart right away. They'll be able to make some adjustments. And if he bounces back a little bit, uh, they'll be in pretty good shape in that way. Do we have any more uh, any more speakers? It doesn't look like it. Not a ton more comments. But all right, I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, much appreciated to everybody who's been hanging in all season. Thank you all for listening. Oh, no, before we wrap it up, I wanted to see here in the comments. I wanted to talk about a... Uh, I want to talk about that Tom Wilson play tonight. Did anybody see that shit? Like, it was unbelievable how dirty it was. Like, I'm a guy who said for a long time, I appreciate what Tom Wilson brings to his team. I think you need some of that element. Like, I want defensemen to be scared on dump-ins to go field the puck in the corner. I want them looking over their shoulder. I like a guy who can drop the gloves a little bit. Now, again... It's effective because he can score twenty some goals. He, he's a nice, he's a nice two way player. Uh, but my God, what I saw from Tom Wilson tonight wasn't hockey. Sixty says I thought I was watching Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's it's been a long time since pro wrestling on television was that violent. Like Jesus Christ, I, there is no excuse for the league to let Tom Wilson step on the ice again this season regular or postseason it's uh, I mean he's got Pavel Buchnevich down on the ice face down and he winds up and just punches him in the back of the head and then he's got and then Artemi Panarin sticks up for and he, after he punches Buchnevich he's not done he grabs him by the head to continue administering punishment to this guy he almost paralyzed and then uh, Artemi Panarin steps up and grabs Wilson Wilson grabs Panarin by the hair and yanks him down almost straight onto the back of his head. And he got a two and a 10 for this. Like I have seen, I have seen Wayne Simmons get cross checked in the face, throw a single punch at the guy who cross checked him in the face and get kicked out of the game match penalty. And yet Tom Wilson gets a two and a 10 I think he ended up with 14 minutes worth of penalties maybe after the after the Panarin thing. Like, I, I, I'm, that's embarrassed. The league should be embarrassed just to save face. Like, first of all, that referee should be fired. That referee should be unemployed. He should be looking for a new job tomorrow. Uh, but uh, Tom Wilson can't be allowed to step back onto the ice. He needs to undergo, like, serious – uh, like anger management training. He, he, he needs to have a whole revamp of his image and of his personality. He needs to be medicated in some way. You can't let Tom Wilson back onto the ice until the start of next season at a minimum, absolute minimum. I mean, that dude's not playing hockey at this point. That's not hockey. That's, that's MMA. That's street fighting. That's some bullshit that isn't hockey. Uh, and I just, I really had to, after I saw that, like, I was enjoying the Flyers putting up a big number on the Penguins, but after I saw the highlights, uh, and highlights obviously a relative term, after I saw the highlights uh, of that uh, that Rangers Capitals game, I mean, my God, 
if if they let that dude step back onto the ice this season, regular or post, it's it's a black eye on the league. It it really is. It's embarrassing. Like that's not that's not sports at any level. And again, you know I love the rough stuff. I'm looking at a Frank Bialowicz bobblehead right in front of me. He's my favorite hockey player ever. Wayne Simmons, like my favorite flyer in a long, long time. I like a certain style of violent hockey. I have a Make Hockey Violent Again bumper sticker on my uh, on my laptop right now. But shout out, Violent Gentleman. Um, but that's it's not like. That's not hockey. That's not. That's just an asshole being a punk. Like knowing he won't face the repercussions, and it's because he knows he won't face repercussions. And by repercussions, I don't mean retaliation. I mean he knows he's not going to lose a big chunk of money. He's going to get suspended a couple of games. He'll be back for the playoffs, and nothing will happen. Guaranteed. They're not gonna. They're not gonna finally put their foot down with Tom Wilson, and this is going to happen again. And he's seriously going to injure somebody. Like, he could have paralyzed two different guys tonight in a 12-second span. He needs to be got taken. Like, the league need, needs to get him under control, and the only way to do it is take him off the ice. Uh, yeah, Jeff says he'll get maximum final out, about 4K. Yeah, you know. You know they're not going to take a stand with Tom Wilson. You know. They're just going to let this slide because it's what the league does. The league lets shit slide. They'll find Matthew Barzell for diving the other night after he was, like, literally clearly hooked and pulled. It's one of the worst diving calls. Of, I don't know how you could ever assess that as a dive. Uh, but, yeah, they'll, they'll crack down on that all they want. I don't know. If you're serious about protecting people's brains and guarding yourself against uh, – Against concussions, I don't know how you can let Tom Wilson step back out on the ice this year, but they absolutely will. Like there is not a doubt in my mind that we will see uh, that we will see Tom Wilson back in a Capitals uniform uh, before the Stanley Cup is hoisted this year. That is, it's really it's it's like a guarantee at this point. All right, if anyone has anything else, um, <laughs> then uh. We can wrap it up. Imagine if he played for the Pens, Panarin two for diving. Yeah, how about that? How about that call on Farabee tonight with uh, with Tristan Jari a mile and a half out of his net? They call him for interference when he stepped into Farabee. Like absolutely, absolutely hilarious. Uh, if he played for the Flyers, the league would have allowed the refs to execute him at center ice. Yeah, probably. Uh, someone needs to hit him in the teeth with the butt end of a stick behind the play. You know what? Someone does need to do that to Tom Wilson, but that the the sad part is it'll be that guy who gets the hammer taken down on him because it's retaliation, because it's retribution. It'll be that guy who loses a big chunk of his paycheck. It'll be that guy who the league takes it out on. And uh, like honestly, it doesn't seem to matter to Tom to Tom Wilson at this point. The only thing that can stop him is the league. That's he's he's not going to be deterred by any sort of fine, by any sort of retaliation. It has to be the league saying we can't let you step back out on the ice. Uh, Definitely not again this season. All right, guys, we uh, we we're going to wrap it up there. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, just search Broad Street Hockey uh, wherever there are podcasts and boom. 
content delivered to you daily. Just because the season is winding down doesn't mean our content is. We still have the post games. We still have BSH Radio. We still have Fly Purbly. We still have checking out the competition. We still have the forecast. We still have everything, and we run our shows year-round. Now, obviously, there aren't, like, post games and checking out the competition year-round, but you know what I'm saying. We do mailbags and stuff. I'll probably continue to do uh, – I'll probably continue to do something either on Twitch or here on Locker Room if Locker Room figures their shit out and it starts working on my laptop again. And I don't have these. This is going to sound like shit when I put it up on the uh, when I put it up on the old podcast feed. But whatever. Such is life. Uh, yeah. Thank you, sponsor. Uh, <laughs> so that's it. Uh, yeah. So keep keep listening to Broad Street Hockey all summer long. This is going to be a tumultuous off season. Whether the Flyers do something or not you know we are going to be producing all sorts of content. So uh, check us out there. All right, that's it for me. Thank you all for listening. Uh, My name is Bill Matz. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.